Welcome to episode 84 for Gaming Dad 101, the show where gamers became dads and are now looking for cheat codes. If you're brand new to Gaming Dad 101, Gaming Dad goes live each and every single Wednesday on podcast services everywhere and as a video on YouTube on each and every Friday. Now, as usual, we have my co-host Ricky joining us. What's going on, everybody? All right, everybody. It is the week after E3. It is... It was a very interesting E3. Um, A little bit of housekeeping. As we mentioned, there was no episode last week because of the E3 coverage that we did. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that E3 coverage that we did. So we were able to cover the Microsoft conference. We were able to do that live. Uh, The live link broke in true gaming dad fashion. (laughs) So if you didn't get to watch this live, the video is up on YouTube, and you can check it out there. We're not going to post it as a podcast because realistically... What and this is more notes for next year. We should have built the ending of the conference as more of an episode, and we could have released that as an episode. Uh, but yep. the conference itself, you would have to like listen to the entire Microsoft conference. I'm not quite sure we can post it as a podcast, so <laughs> go watch it on YouTube. It's on there. You can still check it out. If you had any you know ideas to what our Microsoft reactions were, hint hint. Amazing reaction during the cyberpunk presentation. Just go check that out because that was sweet. <clears throat> um, what else? What else? Okay, we did try to cover the uh, the conference. Who? Which was the conference that Bethesda? Uh, Bethesda. There you go. Yeah. We tried it. We technically did. <laughs> we were live. I think the link worked for that one. We recorded the entirety of the episode, and literally ten minutes into the conference, we looked down and realized. The microphones are not feeding into the video. So there is a video of the Bethesda conference. Uh, is that still up or did we delete it? No, we that never it, went right? up. Yeah, we that never, never okay. went up. <laughs> if you managed <laughs> kinda... to see that, congratulations. You watched Ricky and myself look like idiots for an hour and some change, making faces and hand gestures and noises with no audio from us. <laughs> so that was that was our treat. So that's where that is. Um, so of course now we're going to go ahead and this episode for this week is really just about E3, what we saw, what we liked, what we thought about everything that we witnessed. So Ricky, tell me your experience, this E3 versus last year's E3, was it as strong of an E3? Was it stronger? Was it weaker? Do you think that it was better announcements? Um, you know, we saw a lot of people missing, but we also saw not a lot of people stepping up to the plate. We had Stadia come out too this year. So, so what do you think of the show? Overall, um, I will admit it, I did like last year's, for the most part, a little bit more. This year, I guess, is because we had two big players. We had PlayStation missing. We kind of had EA uh, sort of missing as well. Um, So everybody basically just had a lot of time to be able to deliver all of their games, all of their news, anything that they wanted to cover. They felt very long this year. Yeah, by doing it by doing it that way, of course, the pace to all the shows just felt more relaxed, more laid back. Um, a lot of the titles uh, this year to me weren't didn't feel, I guess, as impactful um, as the ones from last year. And I just truly, I do think that's just more because of the. Um, that is, we're already coming to the end of the cycle for yep. this generation. So, yes, we didn't get to hear a lot of big title names. Yes, we still had good titles, yep. but they were more. But far, they're all starting yeah, to for, for the year yeah, after year. Fewer next, in between yep. than, you know, than what we technically got last year. We got some more information on some games. Um, 
But overall, it was still a good experience. You know, I I did I didn't get to watch all the conferences live. Um, I did watch them uh, pre you know after it got recorded afterwards, and everything. Yeah, yeah I, that's kind of what we had to. I had to do the same thing as well. I mean, we've covered this on the show. We're dads. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name of the show, so <laughs> right up there. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those where I agree. I definitely agree with you. There were a lot of interesting strong hits but there were also a lot of there was also like a lot of dead air there was also a lot of like there were a lot of titles that had my interest um there was one particular conference that came out which was done by the kind of funny guys which is basically like an indies conference that was really cool to see a lot of the indie games as well so there was a lot of that came out this year that caught my attention but yeah it wasn't the same atmosphere it wasn't the same competitiveness. It didn't feel as energized. And that was kind of like my, my thing is like, is E3 losing the edge that they've had? And how are they going to bring that back? Or how are they going to keep that alive? But overall, pretty good show. There were a significant number. There were a number of games that caught my attention and have me like, oh my God, I need this. <laughs> and we'll go into that in a little bit. So, But I did kind of want to get, first and foremost, you kind of touched up on it. Let's Let's get that out of the gate. Microsoft ending their conference talking about Project Scorpion. Sorry, Project Scarlet. Scarlet, yeah. Project, the last one was Scorpion. Um, (laughs) Project Scarlet, did you think it was necessary? Like, that was the one part of the Microsoft showing that I was like, you were kind of giving us, it's what, you've heard the expression, why have a meeting if you can send it in an email? You know what I mean? Like, I felt like that could have been an email. That could have been an infographic. That could have been a tweet. It Mm -hmm. could have been like, Oh hey, Xbox, you know, two, whatever the hell we're gonna call it. Bam, and that's it. I don't yeah. I don't think we needed that like 15, 20 minute segment. And it was kind of I, I don't wanna say you um, didn't even underwhelming, but it wasn't it wasn't exciting. No, yeah, because we didn't even get a concept art of how this console will even look. You know, we just got what is it? Oh, it's gonna be seventeen times more powerful. Um Here's the name. Okay. Even here's, the name. Later. here's the project name. Here's <laughs> well, the project that's, Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, here's our project note name. Um, yeah, there's 15 minutes of your life that you will never get back. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. don't you want the Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, thank you for giving me a little bit more information. But yeah, you're right. I feel the same way. You could have sent that to me on an email then, right. you know, on the actual presentation. No. Um, out of yeah. all the conferences, which one was your favorite? Like, which one do you think was the strongest one? Out of the ones that you at least saw? Out of all of the ones that I saw, I will say this year Nintendo was number one for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, the thing is, that I think Nintendo has mastered the Direct at this point. And yes. it's just, it's quick, it's precise, it's to the point. It shows you what you want. It, it details what you need, and it's out of the way in 45 minutes. Like, and like that's the, it. There's no in-between yeah. stuff. And the thing that I liked about the most, too, is that they threw, you know, how do you call that? The new CEO Bowser. for Bowser. American... Yeah, yes, Doug Bowser. They put you actually him out have there and his intro. Bowser come up. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm I'm on your record. Excuse me. sorry. No, no. Wrong Bowser. Get out. No, no. That way. That way. So I, I loved how they did that uh, because, again, they like making fun of themselves, and they do it in such a good way. It's not, 
Well, like they're who, not, ha- who didn't make the joke, Ricky? Like at this point, you have one of two ways: you either own up to it and enjoy it, oh, yeah. or make it seem like it's a problem and then everybody hates you. Dude, <laughs> go all in, man! It's oh, an yeah. awesome freaking name. I love it. No, I, I love what they did with it. Oh no, but um, when it comes down to the titles, and I actually enjoyed a lot more of the titles that they gave us. Um, I liked how they gave a little bit more information on uh, Sword and Shield. Um, again, I've expressed that, you know, it has been very repetitive over the years, you know, with Pokemon games. Well, hold on. Is this well, one of the games that, like, interested you, like, real deep before we get into that? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So, like, like, let's do a brief overview so far of the show. Like, so, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we'll come back to it, and then you can tell us why you liked it. What is your least favorite conference? My least favorite conference... Um, I will say what I said, it will have to be a mix between Bethesda. Is it because of the technical difficulties we had or because of the conference itself? (laughs) Because I I was very angry after that conference. I think I'm a little biased to the technical difficulties, but to me, more of the conference was like, Hey, we're trying to redeem ourselves. This is free. Hey, I'm telling you, this is free. Like, no, like, if you have not understood me, I'm saying free. And you can try this now for free. free. And one more, free. (laughs) I mean, realistically, (laughs) they kind of have to, man. It was a pretty big debacle with with what happened with, um, oh, oh my God. Now I blanked Uh, out. Fallout 76. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I blanked out at that second. I was going to say, um. (laughs) Yeah, Todd Howard came out, but you know what? Like, they admitted it, and that's the part oh, yeah. that I liked about it. So, so we'll see. In, in terms of my favorite conference, um, I, I, I think I'm going to still go with Nintendo, just like you did. So I think that we can universally agree that that was the best one, the most powerful one. And we'll get into that in a minute. As far as the weakest one, I, I, I go back and forth on that one. Because... To an extent, I feel that Stadia was one of the worst ones because even though they gave you a lot of information, I still have a lot of questions. Um, And we'll get into that in a second because I know where you're going to go with that. Um, But at, at the same time, I think that I was really glad that Bethesda finally didn't have Skyrim Oh, no, wait, that's right. They had it again. So <laughs> they're never going to let that go, I think. I think Skyrim's <laughs> going to be part of everything from now on. But, yeah, no, it was it was a weird E3. It just really, I was happy with it. I cheered for some announcements. I was very excited for some things. But overall, I, it was it just kind of felt empty. And I think that it does have to do with the fact that we're at the end of the console cycle. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm now kind of fearful because these consoles are slated to come out next year. We don't know what they look like. We don't know what games are necessarily coming out guaranteed for it that are developed for it. You know, we just know about some games that are bound to come out in the in-between area where they're just... Everything got dark, Ricky. You went away. Um... (laughs) You made me lose my train of thought, but my point is, it just it was a weird conference this year, you know what I mean? Yeah. But 
Let's go ahead and, um, like I said, today was going to be kind of a short episode. We were literally just digging into what we loved about E3 this year. <clears throat> so let's get with the games that we like. So, Ricky, you you were starting on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Go, go ahead, brother. What what excited you about that one? Me, Sword and Shield, I guess they, they try to put a little bit more emphasis on the game disco around them during E3. Um, just because they never put that much attention on a Pokemon game. So, to me, it shows me that they're trying to change up the formula. Um, of course, my, my favorite character is going to be the fire uh, Pokemon, uh, Scorch Bunny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's the, the one that I would choose to go with. Um, they did show the two legendary Pokemons, the sword and the shield. Uh, for me, they were just like, eh. Which one are you oh. getting, though? Which one am I getting? <laughs> yeah. uh, me, just because I'm violent. Yeah, or at least I want to think that I'm violent. I'm going to go with sword. Yeah, so am I. But here's the thing: who is going to get shield? I do not know. I do. That that's the only thing that I'm slightly concerned about. This. I've also heard that apparently not all the Pokemon are going to be there. Um, no. There's different ideas as to why that may be, and there's talk about maybe being fixed in a patch further down the line. But that's kind of to limit Pokemon because. And I think, and the biggest controversy, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it sounds like you, you know about this, is that they they presented and talked about the Pokemon Bank <clears throat> and how you can get all of your Pokemon into the same place and you can bring them all in, but then now you're telling me that you can't even use some of those in Sword and Shield because they may not be part of that game. So what you know what I mean? Like I feel like that may be the issue. Yeah, and I, to me, I think it's more of, it's already getting to the point where we're already getting a crap load of Pokemons. I mean, how many generations of Pokemons do we already have? And I think now it's just getting harder and harder for them to make a stable game and still have all of those Pokemons. Because I think if you... I love how if you Google how many Pokemon are there, it literally says one of the options is how many Pokemon are there? 2019! <laughs> There are no, yeah, apparently there's, there's... around 821. Yeah. And yeah that's nearly 1,000 Pokemon. That's a lot to render, exactly. a lot to program. Exactly. <clears throat> and then just trying to keep all that data on the cartridge. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if the cartridge system that they currently have would be able to hold that much, to be honest. Because there's going to be a lot more memory than what we're used to it. Um... Two, uh, what else did I like about it? Oh, one thing that caught my attention. All of this stuff about having this remote Pokemon ball, Pokeball controller, whatever the heck it is, for the last game. Uh And the only thing that you're going to be able to use it for in this game is just to walk with your Pokemon. Yeah, isn't that a giant kick in the nuts for anybody who spent $100 on it? I was like, are you kidding me? I was but, so angry, but at the same time, I was okay because the one that we have came in the bundle that we got, yeah. uh, AJ. So it's I mean, not so bad, but dude, it's it's <laughs> that was a kick. That was a kick in the nuts. Yeah, sure. now that was the only thing that kind of did disappoint me because I was kind of hoping that they were gonna at least carry that little bit of that style, or at least that compatibility. I mean, it's a freaking Pokemon controller. <laughs> I mean, it said that's freaking hard to you know port the information of the controller into it into the game i mean i'm not a game developer i don't know i don't write codes or anything i'm so I don't sure know how be difficult it is but oh my god that was the one thing that disappointed me from it 
Um, the other thing that I did like um, about it is now we're moving away from uh, the C rings and C Pokemons and all that stuff, C moves, and now we're getting this gigantic Pokemon. <laughs> so I didn't know what to think at battle. first. I didn't know what to think at first, <clears throat> but between the giant Pokemon and the wild area, I'm actually <laughs> very interested. Yes. Because the wild area kind of somewhat is what I've said I've wanted in a Pokemon game, where it's I kind of wanted a Breath of the Wild where you just go out and hunt Pokemon wherever the heck they roam. That's kind of what I would like in a overall Pokemon game. This seems to be like the beginning steps to finally get to the Pokemon game that I've been wanting for so long. So I'm very interested to see it. And that is actually what got me interested to possibly <laughs> actually get it because I was not going to. And, yeah, I, and I started, I literally started the conference with my wife and I said, we can watch this to see what it's like, but I'm not going to get it. And by the end of it, I was like, so maybe I will get it. <laughs> and that's kind of how it went. But all right, let's go ahead and let's get to one of my games. We'll go ahead and let's do this back and forth. We'll, we'll, we'll switch uh-huh. off. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right. So my first one that my, the first one on my list, Watch Dogs Legion. All right. So we talked yes. about this on the episode before E3. It leaked as we were recording the episode. So if you go back to our pre E3 episode, you'll see that, uh, and we discussed it. But Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, it's a game by Ubisoft Toronto, releasing on all consoles, including Stadia, on March six on. 20 uh march 6 2020 uh and apparently it's set in london and this is london after brexit several years after brexit and everything went to hell in a handbasket so it's a disaster but perhaps the coolest piece and the one and the piece that has everybody interested in this game you can play as any npc you build your own Mm -hmm. team of spies and your own network technically speaking the character you play is the ai on the phone and you just recruit different people it's like assassin's creed brotherhood only you get to play as each member of the brotherhood it's yep. freaking awesome and the what they showed us is they showed us this young guy and then when he dies the bad thing about it is that yeah it's permadeath but you know what now you get to play as another one of your characters <laughs> and the way that they've described this game is that they describe it that no one person is going to have the right skills everybody's going to have different like skills to improve them they're going to be better for certain jobs so that you're you're going to want to switch and you're going to want to this and you're going to want to that so you're going to have to build up a team but the thought of it is so neat ricky to I, die and start as somebody it. else like i loved it especially when they were showing you know the different cutscenes. like oh yeah they were searching after this one um guy that he's going to be perfect for our crew Okay, the person died, mm-hmm. but the next person just continues the mission. Okay, let me go through here. Oh, let me find his information. Now, the one character that I fell in love with <laughs> is freaking Grandma. <clears throat> yeah. Grandma is a freaking assassin. So now we oh, know that she's... you're going to build your army of grandmas. <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> Dude, 
you have grandma is not old, okay? She's just wise. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how like they came out on their trailer and they every character playable. And five minutes after the trailer came out, PlayStation tweeted almost every character playable. <laughs> so I really am curious as to how they're doing this. My my guess is that they have a predetermined set of people. So, for example, like seven different people, and those seven different people just generate in different ways and different looks and different mm-hmm. things. But I, I'm, I'm assuming there's a set number of base characters, and then that branches out, and it just randomizes what they look like, is what I would assume. Um, but the mentality and the possibilities of what you can do is awesome. I've heard people yes. talking about starting in a mime army. Uh, I've heard people starting <laughs> rocker armies, like children armies, like like the grandmas or whatever, like yes. all the weird people. Like it's freaking awesome. All right, I'm really stoked. I really can't wait to see it. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, that definitely caught my attention. I am so getting it. And again, that was one of the games that I was like, no, hell no, I'm not getting this. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I think I said it on that on, on last week's episode, the pre-E3 episode. I think I said that I will not buy another Watch Dogs. I will buy another Watch Dogs. <laughs> no, yeah. To me, what I'm curious about is exactly how... How different is your experience going to be against my experience? Well, you got to think, because if one my... character dies, that's going to be an entirely different thing, too. Correct. But, like they were saying on the conference, that each character is going to have their own background story. and You're going to have to try to bring them in into your, you know, into your clique, your, mm-hmm. your you know, your, uh, I forgot the name of it. But, um... They have their own unique missions team. to join them in, yeah. Exactly, so there's going to be characters that you might pick that I may not, and vice versa. So I, overall, I know that there's going to be a set storyline, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to have to bring the game, everything is yeah, going to bring the game together. together but if I happen to grab all of the characters that have, like, the crappy backstory... <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm hoping there's no crappy backstories, and then you grab I hope all they the are. I so hope they are backstories. I hope there's oh. like stupid stories, like <laughs> this little girl is now an assassin because she tried to get a teddy bear in the machine at her quarter. I don't know something stupid, like <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> that's what I want. All right, I want an army of like seven year old girl assassins that they're mad because their lollipop broke or some shit. Like I want something dumb. All right, that's what I want. All right, Ricky, so, so what's your next game that, that comes my, to attention? My next game, it's not an actual game, but it's more of a DLC that they're doing. Okay. And it's... Oh, uh, um, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Forza yeah. Legos. <laughs> Dude, that seemed... Like, that was one of the few games that caught me by surprise. Or at least, not the actual game itself, but the way of what they're doing with the DLC. They're bringing you freaking Lego cars. <laughs> I just want to race you on a normal car and me racing on a Lego car and whoop that boy. It's a very possible, yes. big possibility, yes. Cause I'm I would be so angry that if somebody beats me on a freaking Lego car, I'm like, oh, really? It's so freaking yeah. awesome, dude. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. And I think and, uh, and, uh, the reason why I'm enjoying it is, again, like we said earlier, like you just said a moment ago, mm-hmm. it's just the stupidity of it behind it. And I mean, it's 
not, it's not a dumb concept, but at the same time, it's something that it's dumb that you don't really have to put too much mind to it, but you're just going to have fun with it. And that's, and that's what I love about it. Think about like the GTA when GTA did the Hot Wheels yep. uh, track and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that was freaking awesome. But yeah, well, how about you? Do you have another game? Hell yeah, I have another game. Do I have another game? Did you not see my reaction during the Microsoft conference? <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. That game looks beautiful. Yes. All right. CD Projekt Red coming out April 10th. I wrote down the release date. That's how important it is to me. <clears throat> So far, they've confirmed it's going to have multiple endings. So, yeah. All right. That's that. I love it. I love the fact that no matter how I play this game, I should be getting different endings, you know, nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumors that there's going to be multiplayer in it. Like, the developers are talking. They're saying that they haven't ruled out multiplayer and that they're seriously considering a photo mode. Dude, <laughs> with as beautiful as this game looks... A photo mode, all right? I want it. I need it. It has to be mine. And then to top it off, they have a character called, I think, uh, I think it's Johnny Silverhands, I think it is. Hold on. Let me, I need, I need to look up this name because the name is freaking ridiculous. <clears throat> it, it It's it's freaking no, yeah. ridiculous the, and, and the it game. was amazing. And it's freaking Keanu Reeves. And yes, his name is Johnny <laughs> Silverhand. He plays a character named Johnny Silverhand. And he looks just like he did in John Wick. It is freaking amazing. Keanu Reeves is in everything. He is a freaking awesome creature. Did you like his man everything? He comes out and he's like, You're good. Somebody yelled at him, You're gorgeous. He's like, You're gorgeous. Like, what the <laughs> hell, man? He's freaking awesome. It, well, dude, I love, man. Same- same thing happened. Uh, we're we're just getting so many actors into video games now because Here, what is sorry before you continue. If you have not watched our reaction, go watch it because <laughs> I know I went batshit and I know Ricky made faces and everything. We were very excited. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I was excited about that. But um, aside of Keanu Reeves getting you know your gorgeous whatever, um, same thing happened to the guy that uh that played um ah the Punisher. And played uh, on the Netflix uh, oh, series, yeah. The Punisher. Did somebody yelled out? Um, it's like I love you. He's like I love you too. But uh, but yeah, just the love that people have towards you know actors in video games because we have we have him from uh, The Punisher. I forgot his actual name, John. Um, we have Keanu Reeves. We have freaking uh, uh, Death Stranding. Michael uh, Reedus. No, yes. no, John. Oh, what the, oh my God! Now I forgot it. Norman Reedus. There you go. Yes, we're getting all of this. Norman character. Reedus, Guillermo del Toro. Like who? Who isn't in freaking Death Stranding? Ex- exactly. No, we're getting so many actors. Now, also, we're getting a freaking um, uh, what is it? Uh, a TV series of gaming developer yeah. with the cat with the cast <laughs> with one of the cast members from freaking. It's always sunny. It's always sunny. And, yes. I was like, what? It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I actually sent that to Billy. He he joined us on our pre-E3 <laughs> episode. He is a massive fan of it. And you'll see him in the Facebook group posting a whole mess of things that are say, Hey, Ricky, Chris, did you see this thing about this game? And by the way, watch It's Always So Weird. Always Studied Philadelphia. Um, so he <laughs> freaking loves it. Uh, it's called, hold on, I'm looking, Mythic Quest is yes. the name of the show. I just it's didn't like I understand. Have the name here. Honestly, I didn't understand if that was a made-up game or if that's an actual real game. Oh no, no, no! It's a fake-ass game. Okay. It's totally a fake. I was ass. like, 
I am not very versed in MMO games, so I'm not sure if that is a real game or not. And if it was, it's probably a very, very old game because the graphics on that game weren't all there. Yeah, no, they just don't have the money for the show. It's like, it's only been 20 years, and we're finally coming out with our very first DLC for this game. I'm like, holy crap. Game development takes a long time, man. Yeah, 20 years for a DLC, huh? So, so is it my turn or your turn? Did Mythic Quest count as yours or? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Did you have another one? Um, I mean, for the for the most part, I'm looking on our list here, and I'm pretty compatible with your list. With the rest of my list, basically. Yeah. All right, cool. So yeah. let's just go down with the list because, <clears throat> again, there were a lot of interesting games, but really only a handful that really stood out. So it, it's bound to happen that we had this much overlap. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Seven <laughs> remake. Yeah. The new combat system looks awesome. So, yes. Billy recently bought me a copy of the original. We've discussed this. I like it. The thing I hate is that your attacking is timed. It's turn-based. Mm-hmm. I've always hated that. This is a new feature where you could literally—it's an action RPG type of, of, of settle. Uh, a type of ordeal, but then you can slow down time and you can have your classic style Final Fantasy uh, magic and, and things like that being applied. It looks awesome. I think it's perfect for somebody like me who doesn't, who didn't like the original turn-based aspect of it. It looks gorgeous, but I fear that the game may not be finished. I fear that the game may never come out. I know that there's a release date. I don't believe it. <laughs> So I'm torn, but I really want the game to be good. I really want the game, and it looks awesome, and it feels awesome from what I've heard from people playing it. Mm-hmm. So I hope that it comes out, and I hope that they're able to put the whole thing out. Because oh, that's God. the other thing. This is only, like, the Midgar section. So this is only piece of it. Like, out of, like, 70 or 80 hours, from what I'm told, that's, like, about 30 hours of it. So that's not even, like, 50% of the game. So... I'm hoping that they are going to be able to do the rest. You know what I mean? That's my concern. No, no yeah. And in my case, uh, I won that uh, first edition uh, collector one. No, no, you don't. It's three hundred dollars. <laughs> I know. I, I want the cloud it. statue okay. again. I said I wanted. I won't be able to afford it. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. a whole different story. I want it. Buying it is an entirely different thing. Exactly. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, my, my wish list, and yeah, no, that's different. You're right, you're right. <laughs> now, but overall, me, I've always heard so much good feedback about Final Fantasy VII that I've always thought about going back to play it. Um, I have, like I mentioned before, I have the original PlayStation, so I've always thought about buying that game, you know, just to have it as a collection, just because I have yeah. the original console. But that game has been so expensive, you know, to get your hands on. And so after that, I started thinking, I'm like, well, do I want to buy it on the PlayStation 4? Because they did a remake of it, you know, with a little bit better graphics. And then now they're going to have it on here. So I'm just like, ah, you're making my life so (laughs) difficult. But I do like the new combat style. It is more of my style of gaming um, because I am horrible at turn-based because I can never get the right combinations of attack. You I'm know, not a strategist in that no. sort of game. I, I, I can't. I don't like. I don't like standing there to get hit, especially if I can block. 
Especially when I know I can block it. Or dodge it, or something. But yeah. But I think this is going to be a good introduction. Uh, for example, for me, that I've never really played any um, Final Fantasy games. This is going to be the perfect intro game for me yes. to go into. And I think that that's what it looks like they did the best. Is that they are building that experience for people like you and me. Uh, mm-hmm. Who have never played it, or never really got too into it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, next... Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necromancer, uh, Zelda edition, basically. (laughs) I was always curious. I've never played Crypt of the Necromancer, but lucky for me, it's been on sale. It might still be on sale if you're interested. The original (laughs) Crypt of the Necromancer is on sale for the Switch. I believe it's for $4, all right, or $3.50, something like that. So I bought it. Let me tell you, I'm addicted to it. (laughs) It's really good. And um, I really suck, but it's really good, and I really want to check it out. So now that I've played it and I kind of liked it, I'm trying to get past the first one, because if I can beat the first one, I am totally getting the Zelda one, because, of course, it's me. So I I really want it. So if you have not checked it out, go check it out. Ricky, if you have not checked it out, I'm going to bring my (laughs) Switch next time we hang out, and you can check it out, because it's really good. Um, now that you said the Switch, it just reminded me uh, of a game that's out, but the announcements that they finally made um, for Ultimate um, Smash Bros. Oh, yeah, yeah. Finally, for whoever bought the Fighter Pass, we are finally getting more characters. <laughs> we are finally getting more characters, y'all. <laughs> My one character that I want to play as of now is freaking Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. I want to play as him so bad. And I love how they try to make it on the trailer where they bring up the character and then out of nowhere it's Let a me whole tell different you a story. character. <clears throat> I'm watching the direct and that comes up. And I'm like, oh my god, it's Banjo-Kazooie! And I freak out. And CC's <laughs> like, what the frick is wrong with you? And then it's not Banjo-Kazooie. And I'm like, what the frick? And then it is yeah, Banjo-Kazooie. And I'm like, dog. what the fuck? <laughs> And that was literally my reaction. <laughs> no, yeah, it caught me at first, too, because the freaking dog from Duck Hunt. The yeah. duck and the dog, and I'm like, God damn it. And then Benjo Kasui actually comes and like, beats him up on top of him. I'm like, yes! Yes! That's so good. Finally, Benjo Kasui! It was so freaking good. Um, <laughs> another game that stood out, and I know you were interested in this one as well, because I think they covered this one during the Microsoft one, Deathloop. Um, oh, yes. That one... Seems to be a guy who is reliving a day. He's trapped. It's kind of like a Groundhog's Day type of deal. And he just keeps reliving the day. I I don't know too much about it. I don't want to read too much into it. Because based on what I saw, it is totally my type of game. It is a Chris game to and through. And I don't want to spoil anything. And I don't want to know too much. But that alone, like, it looked awesome. The concept of it and kind of, like, reliving that day and making different choices and trying to, like, change your outcome mm-hmm. sounds amazing to me. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, I know that you looked like you were interested in that piece as well. As far as games go, then, of course, more on Lick's Awakening. <clears throat> that was awesome. It looks adorable. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't wait to play it. <laughs> I know, I don't know what's going on today. You're just so excited about about this game. By freaking Zelda games that you can even talk correctly. Apparently. So, Zelda Link's Awakening looks amazing. The characters are super adorable. 
and you have basically a dungeon maker, okay? It's basically a oh, Zelda yeah, Mario that. maker type of ordeal. And I know that it's very basic, and I know that it's very bare bones, and I don't know how much features they'll have in it. I know they barely showed anything. But the fact that it's in there is awesome, and I can't wait for them to put more. And I would totally buy a Zelda maker that was just that, <laughs> okay? I am so excited about that. I'm excited about the whole freaking thing. It looks freaking gorgeous and then nintendo did it even more and i'm gonna call out rafi here because rafi you've been my best friend for years you're a listener and a friend of the show you are awesome but you spoiled the biggest thing nintendo had to announce for me because you should know that i work and i did not get to watch it live but he posted it and then on the, in the facebook group but then tags me in it that was the mistake i still love you though <laughs> Breath of the Wild 2. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. What the hell? So much hype. So much excitement. Mm -hmm. What are you expecting? Um, Luckily, you let me borrow the game. Um, I have been playing it. I'm just trying to figure out the cooking situation because I have to, uh, I guess, make a hot potion or something so mm-hmm. I can survive in the cold weather. <laughs> so I got to get over that. But um, there's ways around that. We'll no. talk off air. Yeah, no, <laughs> dude. I've already, I'm already enjoying Breath of the Wild, the original one, and now they have been developing the second one. I just want to see how they're gonna further the storyline from there. It's so amazing. And here's the thing. <laughs> it it looks, the way that they did the trailer, the way that the thing they showed, it almost looks like you might be able to play with Zelda. And, like, there's a lot of people going back and forth about the whole, like, playing with Zelda. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now that if you can play with Zelda, I'm going to lose my... <laughs> I am so hyped. It was a, what, 15, 30-second video at the yes. tops. It wasn't even that long. But oh my god, do I want this game already? It's so did you, awesome. Did you, did you see the video that IGN uh, posted of when they actually released the trailer talking about that that game, uh, Breath of the Wild 2, wasn't already in development? Dude, they went crazy. You saw all oh, their yes, employees like the drawing room, drinks. The yes, like a yes. big old conference. That Everybody's like, oh my god. Drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yo, I wish I would have been there. Dude, they seemed like they had a lot of fun. It nah. was, it was so, it was so, 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 so good. It was awesome. So I can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> a little lesser things that we saw that you did have on your list, and I did kind of want to touch up on. I, is... I do have another game that I thought about now. Oh, did you go ahead before we yes. get into the stuff that's not? It's also another Nintendo game. Um, I've never played none of the Luigi Mansions. Oh my God! Then... Yes. Yes, look at Luigi Mansion 3. That looks pretty dope. Nope. It looks pretty dope, especially now that the, apparently you can uh, suck things up and like smash them. Like, like, like swing it at them and everything. That looks pretty fun. I want to play that game now. That is one of the games that I will be picking up. What I like about it is the multiplayer aspect of it, the co-op aspect yes. of it with Gooigi. Yes, <laughs> and be careful. You can't be around water. Water is your worst enemy for Gooigi. Yeah, but you know what? I'm pretty sure Guiji is immune to almost everything else. So yeah. water being your weakness, <laughs> fair enough. Not a big deal. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I want to play yeah. that game with you. 
No, we're we're, we're going to play. I I already right. have it pre-ordered. I've had it pre-ordered. Oh really? Oh hell yeah. I'll probably I'll probably be pre-ordering that oh, game. Hell yeah, I have it. Um, so another thing that they covered that I want to touch up on because we've discussed this before, all the subscription service-based models now, we have another player on the midst, Ubisoft, with U-Plus, Uplay Plus, right? Is U+ it U-Plus or Uplay Plus? No, it's U-Plus. Uh, okay, so U-Plus, um, where you'll have access to premium versions of all their games for a cheap $15 a month. Mm-hmm. So, I think... I think 2019 and 2020 is going to be the year of <laughs> subscription-based models. Yep. That we're going to start looking at that. I think that that's what's starting to kick off. I um, already upgraded one of my subscription services. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those that I think we're going to start seeing more and more of those. Um, are you interested in Uplay, in this Uplus? Um, the one part that caught my attention was that they're going to give you the premium version of the actual game itself. So, in other words, they're going to the give DLC, you... All the passes, everything. Yes, that's the part that truly caught my attention. Because outside of that, yes, they have some pretty good, decent games, but it is a price range where I already have other subscription services, mm -hmm. so I'm not... It, they wouldn't be one of my top players for me to go and actually subscribe to them. But I will say whenever they said that, hey, you're going to be able to have access to the premium version of the game. You're going to have all of the DLCs. You're going to have yeah. whatever comes <clears throat> out for that game, the season pass. They kind of they, they tugged at me right there. I'm like... You want to know what kind of got me? And I'm kind of like, well, maybe this might be something I'd be into is that all of their new games are also going to be on that system date yep. and date. So, yep. for example, I've very much been looking at Ghost Recon um, Breakpoint. I'm very interested in that game. It looks really awesome. What they showed in E3 looks mm -hmm. really good. That's, one to be, that's going to be one of the first games on that service. <clears throat> so, it's one of those, would it, you know, would it be beneficial? When you look at it, I'm looking at Watch Dogs Legion, which is going to be part of the service. I'm looking yep. at, um, you know, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is going to be part of this service. That's already two Ubisoft games that I'm looking at that are going to be part of this service, not to mention other games that they have in their collection that I haven't gotten to play that I would like to, other games that I've played before and I've loved, like the entire Assassin's Creed series up until the last two. Um, you know, that sort of thing. So it, it's... It, it's interesting to see. I think I am going to be able to resist it. But it's interesting that we're seeing more and more of these. And what I also caught my attention, and we can use this as a segue to the other piece, <clears throat> it's that it's actually also coming to Stadia. The yep. Uplay Plus is, the U Plus is going to be part of Stadia. So theoretically with Stadia, you could have the uh, $9.99 for the Stadia Pro, and then the $15 for the Ubisoft membership. And right there you have, you know, whatever you get free through Stadia, through their subscription model, and then everything for Ubisoft, which mm -hmm. is pretty freaking awesome. Well, now, if you think about it, though, a lot of the games that are already going to come out from Stadia, mm -hmm. a lot of those games that are coming out launch day are Ubisoft games. Yep. Assassin's Creed. Freaking, uh, you have, what is it, uh, well, no, that's Bungie and Activision, um, with Destiny, but, um... No, no, it's not Activision anymore. 
Yeah, I know that. Um, uh, I forgot the other names. But, yeah, no, regardless. Uh, I, to me, I think they already have some kind of a partnership from the very beginning to partner oh, sure. up with them. I'm sure. I mean, that system is coming to Stadia, I believe they said 2020. So there is still some time before the U Plus comes to Stadia, um, but we are still looking at that. And then, of course, comes the news, I have personally become a Stadia founder. So I did get the Stadia <laughs> Founders Edition <clears throat> because... So jealous. Dude, I am I'm very curious on the service. Mm-hmm. I like the thought. I've always, and I've, and I've said this before, I could swear you can go back from when this show started and I've mentioned it before. And if I haven't mentioned it on the show, I know I've discussed it with, with other people before. I've always wished that you could play games on any screen. That I could literally grab, get up from my TV, pick up my phone, and keep playing on my phone, and go to my bedroom and keep playing on my bedroom, and then I can't use the TV, get on my laptop. The concept is awesome, okay? Everything that Stadia has shown so far looks great. I know that there's the, you know, the concern about connectivity, the concern about the speeds and all this and all that. I am personally lucky enough to have one gig internet services where I'm located. So to me, that's not an issue. I am, I mean, in order for you to get 4K, according to their site, you need 35 megabits per second in order to enjoy full 4K HDR video at 60 frames per second, 5.1 HDR. But if you're going as low as 5 megabytes, 10 megabytes, you're still getting 720 at 60 frames per second in stereo. So even then, you're still getting a really good value and you're still getting a very good picture um, for it. So... I'm very interested in what this is going to look like. I'm very interested in what they're going to bring out. Um, more interested in what their, of course, their exclusives are going to be eventually when they start having exclusives. But what I think was the biggest sell for me is that not only do I get, of course, the the controller, do I get the 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 the, Google, the Chromecast that you know the special Chromecast that you need to buy for the high end model or whatever. I get the three-month subscription, but I also get a subscription for three months to give to somebody else to try it. That, to me, is Google putting their money where their mouth is, saying, hey, we have faith in this product, and we're going to put it out there. The cool thing about Google is that everything that they do, they do it full force to the best of their abilities. Yep. The bad thing about Google is that if that doesn't work out, they <laughs> bail really freaking quick so it's going to be interesting to see what happens Uh, i am hoping for the best with stadia i am not i would be lying if i said that i haven't gone back and forth debating on canceling my pre-order really yeah because i do i still do have concerns it is still new tech i'm still concerned that i've paid 139 dollars i think it was with the taxes and everything i think it was like 139.27 or some shit um i'm afraid that i'm gonna pay that and not even get the value for it mm-hmm. um i still am wondering like they talked about how you can buy the games but there's also from my understanding it sounds like there's going to be a library of games that if you're a pro member you're going to have access to so like it's one of those where i'm slightly confused on what their model is because if I can have the pro membership and it's it works like PlayStation Plus, for example, where every month you get a free game or every month you get two free games or something like that, that alone, to me, pff, I'm good. 
You know, give me whatever first party or give me whatever something every month or some whatever. I'm good. But I'm also like, okay, am I going to buy more stuff on Stadia? Am I going to buy more stuff on, on, on PlayStation? Now we're looking at a future where everything is gone, is starting to cross with each other. So, like, is it even going to matter? So I go back and forth, but I am very excited. And if nothing else, I really want that controller. And I am <laughs> I like being an early adopter when I can be. And, like, I'm. this is one of those... I didn't buy VR because I didn't necessarily believe in it right away, and I didn't think it was going to get the support. I'm buying into this because I completely see where this is going. And I completely understand where it might be headed. And the fact that they announced this and Ubisoft came behind it with a subscription model is not a coincidence. This is going to happen with every other developer. I see it happening one way or the other where you're going to have more subscription services, and I'm sure you're still going to be able to get all the games individually, but the subscription model is going to happen. What I hope ends up happening, and what my whole idea was, is I hope that somebody like Stadia kind of becomes like the overall streaming platform, and it Hmm. just becomes like you can get packages or something, you know, like... Get a now, package for these developers or something. I don't know. Now, now that you say that, I have a question for you. Okay. Let's not forget about what um, Xbox is doing. Microsoft is doing. They have X-Cloud? their cloud, yeah, their yeah. cloud project, um, where basically Stadia and so Google and Microsoft are going to be competing for that, you know, online cloud streaming services Mm -hmm. because one thing that um we haven't mentioned yet that they mentioned on the e3 for xbox was that not only they're going to have their own dedicated servers you know for Mm -hmm. the games or anything if you don't if you don't own an xbox for their cloud service but your personal xbox is going to become your own personal server to play cloud-based games which is cool but also concerning. And this is because, I mean, this is a feature that PlayStation has had. Now, granted, it hasn't been the best, and granted, you needed a Vita in order to do it, but it's still a feature they have, and they have they have had. And it sometimes works awesome, and it sometimes works terrible. So, will that be the determining factor? Like, I'm honestly more, I'm more concerned with how Xbox is going to handle their servers than me running my Xbox as a server. I feel that me running my Xbox as a server is going to suck. Like, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, because there's too many things with potential for the internet itself to have a problem or whatever. I feel that that you're going to get a more reliable connection from their dedicated service. You know what I mean? I think that that's always going to be the case. So what I'm more interested in is going to be is who's going to have the better system. Stadia or xCloud, especially since xCloud is partnering with PlayStation and PlayStation is partnering with Xbox when it comes to that streaming side. So are they going to have a combined sort of thing that's a third party? Is it, You know, that's that's what I'm interested in. And, and I cannot wait to try out Stadia. I cannot wait to talk about Stadia with everybody else. <laughs> Anybody for Stadia listens to me and can and wants to send us another Founders <laughs> Kit so that Ricky can review it, please do. <laughs> we'll be happy to. Um, but yeah, man, I'm very much looking forward to it. It'll be interesting. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I had said when we were talking about subscription base, um, I, I kind of slowly mentioned that I upgraded my services. Yeah, I know um, you did, but I was afraid to ask. 
Yeah, one of them is because, as we heard on the Xbox, you're now going to be able to have Game Pass dedicated for PC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to bring you the price to, if you bundle everything together, it's going to be $14.99, yep. which I... Xbox Games upgraded. Pass Ultimate. Yeah, no. I upgraded to Games Pass Ultimate, but I downgraded on payments because you're actually saving 15 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're you're saving 5 bucks. So I used to pay 20 bucks for Xbox Gold and Games Pass. Now I'm paying yep. 14.99 for all and three services. PC. And I'm going to be able to have PC. Yep. I mean, who? It's so a, I I'm excited. This is a excited. good one. So it was going to be good. Um, oh, yes. So, yeah, that's pretty much what we thought about E3. That's pretty much what, you know, talked to us and spoke to us about E3. Uh, we would love to hear what you have to say about what, uh, E3, what got you excited. Please go ahead and comment below on this video. If you're watching the video, if you're listening to it on the podcast, go join us over on the Facebook group. Let's go ahead and discuss it on the post for this week's episode. And I know I'm using my hands a lot today, but I don't know why I'm doing it. It's just happening, and I'm going to keep doing it for the rest of the show. Um, yeah, enough for real. So, uh, E3! <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you're brand new to the show, each and every single week, we have a section that is called as the Gaming Cheat Code of the Week. Because we are now back to a regularly scheduled program, we have a cheat code. So this week's cheat code was written by Ricky. Ricky, what do you got? Hey, it's a hard knock life at daycare, man. <laughs> a hard knock life at daycare. So, I don't know if I've mentioned it before. Um, my youngest one, she is two years old. And for the first time, she is starting daycare. Uh, she actually started daycare last week um, from when this episode airs. Uh, she Day one, she was very excited. Me and the wife took her to daycare. Um, she walked straight in because, again, her sister also goes to the same daycare. So she just assumed that she was there to drop off her sister. <laughs> Little did she know that uh, she was also... Um, she was also stay. part of the drop-off package. Yeah, she uh, she didn't take too well. She had legit. She legit did the death grip on oh, us. Poor girl. Um, yeah, she she was just crying. First day, she truly cried almost the whole entire day oh, that she was at daycare. Poor thing. Um, second day, she didn't cry as much. She actually walked into the daycare um, by herself with her sister. I guess she still hadn't put two and two together. By day three, she woke up. She didn't want to change clothes. She was already putting, you're waking me up this early and you're already changing my clothes and you want to brush my teeth. Yeah, no. I am <laughs> no, I am not for this. So she gave us a very hard time on day oh, three. Um, but slowly already by day four, day five, and as of you know, the following week, this is her second week of daycare. So on Monday and Tuesday when I dropped her off, um, she is already doing a lot better. You know, she, yes, she walks into the school, she turns around, she puts all her stuff in her little cubby. She has tears in her face, you know, running down her face and everything. Sad that she knows that she's staying, but she's not giving us a death grip. Um, as soon as we drop her off and I say goodbye, yeah, she starts crying, but as soon as I leave that classroom, she's already done crying and Sweet. she's already playing. So my recommendation is at least give daycare, give your daycare at least two weeks. You know, just give them two weeks. 
because remember, your kid, not only the teacher has to gain your trust with your kids, but your teacher has to gain trust with your kid as well. True, true. You know, they're not just gaining your trust, they're also gaining the kid's trust. And until they get that, you know, at least give them two weeks, you know, don't, it's going to be harder on your kid if you're just jumping them off after two days and you see them crying, you're okay, this, this place is not working, let me go to another place. Same thing's going to happen, just, just give them time to acclimate. True, true. And, and and touching back on daycare, we we've talked about the issues that I was experiencing with the daycare and a lot of the stress that that was causing. Happy to finally report things are back to a normal. Um, so JC, yeah, JC's in a different daycare. Um, basically, no issues whatsoever. His behavior, really? his dude, his attitude has changed for the better. His behavior is better. He is nicer. He's fighting less. He is every every negative aspect less. It's been like I don't even know. It, it's almost like it's not my kid. Okay, it's almost really? like who the hell are you? What did you do with my child? Um, but yeah, no, he's been doing great. Like we go pick him up at the new daycare. How was he? He was fine. He was great. Like he had one issue one time, and that issue he got put in timeout, which first of all was wonderful. Because this daycare does time out. The other really? daycare, he, oh yeah, the other daycare was like, no, we can't even tell him he did something bad. I was like, what do you mean you can't no. tell me? Yeah, they couldn't use the word bad because it's negative, and they only do positive reinforcement. And I'm just like, I'm all for positive reinforcement, but like, yeah, <laughs> like there's certain scenarios, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can't, like, I can't help you reinforce something if you're not reinforcing it yourself. Correct. Like there's certain behavior that needs a little bit of a tougher attitude, and the problem is, is that. He was doing certain things that we needed to be a little tougher on, but if you can't even tell him he's doing something that's bad, there's no way to fix it. So exactly. that's the only thing. He was putting time out once in the past, basically almost a month now that he's been there. And even then it wasn't that big a deal. Like it was it was it's been so wonderful, Ricky. It's been like a giant weight has been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> it's weird. It's awesome. Thank the Lord. And at this point, I'm just like, I'm afraid to talk about it too much because I don't want to jinx it. Knock on wood. Knock, <laughs> knock on wood. Knock on everything. I'm not gonna. I'm breaking my stuff now. Uh, wood. Um, so yeah. See what I did. Um, See what you did. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that he's doing a lot better. Thanks, man. It, it's been a relief. So so that's luckily a plus. But you're right, man. It's. It's, it's getting the right daycare, giving it the time, and if, I, if the only recommendation I could add to something like that is also, like, don't give it too much time if, you, if you're having no, issues. Yeah. There, there is a limit, and I think I learned it with my experiences that what was happening, we should have taken them out a lot sooner. We shouldn't have even gone for that second chance or whatever. We should have just been like, nah, you're, you're, we're out. We're out. This is what we should have done. Um, but yeah, man. All right, dude. This is a pretty good episode. You know, I, E3 was yeah. great. So, again, once again, let us know what you thought about E3 in the comments below. Go ahead, and if you're watching us on YouTube, rate us and subscribe. If you're listening to us on podcast services, make sure to go ahead and rate us and subscribe as well, because you can do that there, too. Because every rating helps us with more listeners on every platform. Make sure to leave us five stars, a thumbs up, whatever it is, depending on the platform. And then leave us a comment saying how awesome we are, or how much you hate us, but you gave us five stars because we asked you too nicely. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, 
<laughs> we just want the five stars. <laughs> That's really what matters. So, again, if uh, you can keep in touch with us through Twitter, you can check us out at GeekNCast on Twitter. You can check me out at VizkZen on Twitter, right underneath my face right here. If you're watching on YouTube, check out Ricky at Picky Gamer Dad. You can see that underneath his uh, little window, too. Um, make sure... Uh, oh, wait, before we go, anything you want to recommend, Ricky? Anything See, that we're, I off one, we're off one week, and I don't even know how to end the show. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, don't have, I, I haven't. I haven't played many video games um, this weekend, so I, of course I don't not. know. We're watching stuff about video games. Yeah, <laughs> we're we've been watching, watching a lot. Video games to play um, video games. I've been very busy aside of everything else going on. Um, more to come on that. Um, but yeah. Uh, Catch up on E3 if you, you have. You know what I just realized that I'm going to leave this very cryptic. There's more to catch up on on both ends. We need to do a special episode. It'll be a catch up episode. Yeah. Everything, a state of the podcast episode. Everything that's been happening behind the scenes that you have not found state out. State of about. gaming dad. A state of gaming dad. Join us <laughs> on the next state of gaming dad as we release and announce the next upcoming episode. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go before we get too silly. I'm going to recommend and put out that you need more sleep. Everybody go get some sleep. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Gaming Dead 101. Remember that we go live each and every single Wednesday as a podcast and each Friday as a video on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on our website at geekandcast.com, on Twitter at geekandcast. Thank you very much. Again, we will see you guys next week. Luego.